My name is Ivan. I'm with Maddie. He's the CEO and founder of Quantum Economics, former lead market analyst at eToro. Uh, you're a world-renowned financial analyst. You've been featured on Bloomberg, Forbes, Wall Street, you know, many, many global outlets. It's our privilege to talk to you and just have a chat, Maddie. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for being flexible. <laughs> no one walking around here. No, uh, life, life comes at you. Your questions. Life comes at you in all different forms. And it's awesome that, you know, we can be just a full digital world. That kind of transitions me to the first topic I wanted to talk to you about. It's, you know, as we're transitioning from, you know, like traditional assets to digital assets, there's all these new models that are being built. I know we were just chatting on that play to earn uh, gaming mastermind, but it's interesting how yeah, the new fun. generation is, is having a different relationship with assets and I'm curious to ask you, you know, you, you've been a thought leader, like how are we educating the next generation on how, how they can build their, you know, their, 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 their growth model, their entire life in the digital world now. Yeah, man. The, the next generation is educating themselves. They're arming themselves with knowledge and uh, executing. It's quite interesting to see. I mean, the notion of programmable money is still relatively new, but it's only just reaching, uh, the uh you know uh, mass awareness and uh it's ex extremely exciting seeing the different kind of uh use cases uh people are coming up with i mean in a day when you know a, a piece of music uh can actually be a financial asset um you know it's just the uh the, the possibilities are limitless and uh you know i i'm speaking with all kinds of projects every single day with uh, <laughs> interesting ideas and uh I, I'm very optimistic about what the future holds. Yeah, it's interesting that you say music because uh, we're seeing with like with the advent of the NF like NFTs, you know, now now traditional business models are, are diving in and they're putting NFTs or even putting POAPs. I'm, I'm sure you know about POAPs, but even attendance to a few POAPs. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's fundamentally yeah. changing things. And I'm starting to see that even the younger generation like now they're almost skipping steps and they're going straight to the building economies and roadblocks. And it's not, it's not the same as what it was for us. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it you know, when something like it, you know, I, I use music as an example, right. But you know, uh, JPEGs, man, JPEG is now a financial asset. It can be, you know, can be a security, a derivative. It can have all kinds of uh, properties that, uh, you know, um, backed by, uh, you know, backed by collateral or, um, back, you know, uh, uh, basically token economic models. Um, it's just, it's just amazing. I'm, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy to say the least. Um, you know, as we're seeing this happen, a lot of what's, what's going on behind the scenes are these communities, like these, uh, audio NFTs, pull up NFTs, or just like, all these digital assets, they're, they're really hinged on these communities that they're being founded on. Um, and I know you've seen and worked with many of them. You know, I kind of wanted to ask you because, you know, you have a really big, really, really, ex you have an expertise background in like financial trading and, you know, cri cryptocurrencies and trading. Where do you yeah. see those communities thriving the most? Yeah, um, that's, that really is my background. I do have a financial license. Uh, from SISEC for uh, money management. Um, Do you sin at all? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, 
it, it, we're we're on this we're on a journey, right? It's a transition, right, from you know uh, the old analog traditional finance uh, to the new, and um, it's reminiscent a lot of the early days of the internet, where you know uh, I don't know if you remember, but you know, the early renditions of websites were like kind of clunky and like weird and. <laughs> Uh, you know, just interesting and, 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 and crazy with people, you know, people understood the format and uh, they created with it. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. And I think that, you know, those things will be polished over time and uh, we'll, we'll hash those, those kind of things out. But um, basically, you know, it, it, it shows over for, for, for any kind of uh media and it's it, it, and it's the end of the uh traditional financial markets as we know it where do you see those big the biggest like channel distributions because i know like you're really active on twitter um you do, you're you're like you're posting a lot of things on twitter you have your youtube where where do you see is the like the most powerful channel at this moment for this kind of content yeah i mean i i spend a lot of time on twitter and linkedin uh, that's incidental. I mean, um, it's just it's just a way of communicating. Obviously, uh, you know, we've got our uh, newsletter as well that we're sending out to you know for free to uh, uh, to whoever wants it. Anyways, um, I, I feel like we will find a better social media outlet or or platform at some point. I mean, Twitter's not perfect; it's got its flaws, and I think that we'll have. I think that Steam was a great contender. Um, though it never really, yeah, it didn't really pan the, out. Uh, yeah, it didn't pan out, but you know what, for every Facebook out there, there's probably dozens of, you know, ones that tried beforehand. That's the one that stuck. That's the one that managed to reach, you know, mass market adoption. It didn't happen instantly at the time. I remember, you know, the days pre Facebook years before Facebook social networks were, you know, they did exist. And, um, you know, that was just, uh, that was just the one that, that made it big. You know, and I think that um, these type of things, as we go, we'll, we'll experiment more and more until uh, until we get it right. Yeah, we're seeing this latest iteration in like Discord, uh, Twitter Spaces. How how are you? Have you tried using those channels, and and what do you think about them? Oh yeah, extensively. Um, uh, my firm, Quantum Economics, is running uh, probably around twenty to thirty Twitter Spaces in a month. And uh, we just started hosting a uh, central end events. I noticed uh, that that was awesome. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's something new. Um, it's a bit it's it's clunky, right? It's again it's, just, it's like the early days of the internet. It's not easy. There's technical glitches. Twitter Spaces is terrible if you're not using an iPhone. <laughs> to be quite to be perfectly <laughs> frank, I mean it it just you know just doesn't it doesn't do what it's supposed to. It's not a stable platform. Discord and Telegram are a lot more stable for yeah. that. So, um, but but the scene isn't there. I mean, the scene is on is really on uh, Twitter Spaces at the moment. But people people migrate platforms rather quickly, you know, given uh, given given the 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 content and um, uh, network effect. Awesome. See, a lot of the a lot of our guests have been asking this question actually because you you were the um, lead market analyst at eToro. And I remember at one point, you know, I was at consensus 
I think it was 20, 2017, 2018, but they sponsored everything from the chair, <laughs> like the escalators. <laughs> I even saw like the, you know, the, the in the main hall, the, even the chair uh, covers were eToro. It was, eToro yeah. was literally- The branding. Um, it was the brand, the branding was branding so strong. Beast. Tell us about like working at eToro. How was it? Like there's a lot of people want to know how, how it was at that time for you. Yeah, I mean, eToro is an amazing place. I mean, I have, you know, only good experiences working at Itoro. Um, I really love Yoni Asia, the CEO. I mean, he's like a, a mentor to me. Um, but they had the they had the right product at the right time. Also, like people were yeah people were really starting to get into trading, and and they were the first ones to come out this model, or at least to make it like branded in a way that people could easily understand, which was amazing. Yeah. Well, when I was there anyways, and especially in the early days, uh, there was always this sense of, you know, listening to the customer and, uh, you know, implementing all of the copy trading, the entire idea. I mean, it, you know, it didn't come up in a boardroom or something like that. You know, it was literally, you know, Itoro talking to their customers and going, what can we do and, and how can we make and the first the first iteration of like, social trading was like a chat room that was right inside the platform. Wow. <laughs> right. That, that users can talk to other users. You know, most, most brokers don't want to do that. And especially brokers in the, you know, in the retail section where, you know, clients are losing money hand over fist, um, especially with leverage trading or whatever, yeah. but they did it and they did it quite successfully. And then, you know, obviously the next stepping stone in that was, you know, people going, well, I just bought Apple and I made so much money and people are going, no, you're a liar. You didn't really do that. <laughs> right. And people are going, Hey, wait a second, maybe we can verify this. And then they came up with their, you know, open book product, which, you know, actually showed people's portfolio and, and their history of trades and their stats and everything like that. And then, you know, uh, easy progression from there to going, okay, I can see his portfolio. Let me copy. Now that. I want to copy him. Yeah. Right. That was, uh, that was the killer app right there especially at, you know, during the rise of, uh, of social media and social networks in general, exactly like you said, the right time, right place. It was incredible because also like, I mean, with, with digital assets and, you know, it's not only, it's not only that it's transparent, but it's also 24 seven. So now you're opening it up to, you know, any, anybody, anywhere can jump in anytime. anytime. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. So how did those communities, I mean, I kind of hear the story. It's like, it was created from these community once and they started in a chat room, but they refined it. And, um, you know, this is, yeah. this is really important because a lot of projects we work with, they have these ideas, but sometimes they work in a vacuum and they don't really pull the input from the communities, which is from right. what I'm hearing, probably the most important part. It, it exactly was. And because it, it wasn't, you know, uh, done right the first time, you know, copy trading, there were many different iterations of it. And it was always, I mean, I, I watched the entire progression, you know, uh, up until, uh, you know, we were able to see significant uh, improvement overall in user performance, which to me, in my mind, that was it. It's like, I remember, I've been in this industry forever. And I've seen, so. I've been an account manager, you know, on online brokers. Uh, in, seven, in many different online brokers. And I've just seen, I, I've literally seen thousands of people get wrecked in my lifetime, like literally. And um, 
to see a platform that came and you know cared about uh, their users enough to create products that help them in that journey to learn the markets and to improve performance. Um, you know, and then there are also uh, among the first to kind of kind of work with regulators and make sure that they kind of profiled their users risk appetite and, and gave them different products based on that risk appetite. And um, it, it's, uh, in my mind, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And um, I, I think that they're, you know, especially for beginning traders or people who don't necessarily know what to do. And, you know, and I think that there are a lot at this time, you know, in, yeah. in, in history. Um, More people are looking into this area than before because they got social media. They have these communities. They have YouTube followers, YouTube channels. Like a lot of people are piling into this world right now. Yeah. yeah. So you could say that eToro was the original community for these copy traders. A hundred percent. The original metaverse, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so what, if I can, if I can have you summarize in like three, three things, like what made that eToro community so sticky? Like what was it, what did eToro do right? Because there's a lot of projects, products that were trying this, and somehow eToro was the one that just, you know, caught that branding. Like, if you can break it down, like what, what, what do you think made that happen? Well, first of all, they invented it. <laughs> so there's that. They're they're the first um, mover advantage. Yes. Certainly, but here's the thing about market building, right? There's always the chicken and the egg, right? You need you need uh, if you have a, if you have a kind of a broker service. Um, you say, okay, you need people who are selling and you need people who are buying constantly. So if you have a product like Copy Trader, um, you'd need uh, you know, people who uh, are doing well on the platform enough to copy, and then you need also people who are copying. And eToro, as you know, they were they were already had, you know, many active users when they started launching the products. Yeah. So th there was that. Um, let me just give me Three seconds. I need to go for it. Bill here, and yep. all right, I'm here. All right. Yeah, I was just saying earlier. Um, so there, before eToro, I believe there was algorithmic, um, like you can copy someone's algorithms. But eToro, were they? Were they? I think they were the ones that put a face behind it and said you can copy this particular person. Um, I don't know what other people are been doing in the market um i mean i know that there were a few copycats for the copy trader product i don't i i don't remember i i, I must have looked into them at the time uh you know as, as part of you know uh making sure that um we had a, a significant moat in front of the market but uh the answer was always yes we do and okay <laughs> they're not coming close to what we're doing here so yeah. you know f it like literally, I remember the conversations internally at the time, and you know, is like, uh, should we take action? Like, you know, start, uh, you know, patenting copy trader and, oh, wow. and going after people for that kind of stuff. And because it is, you know, it is uh, certainly a uh, that's a novel uh, idea. Patent, yeah. yeah, it is a patentable product, right? You can yeah. uh, these, these are things. There's legal action you can take here, but um, the answer was always. We don't need to. It's okay. Let's just focus on improving the product and continue to build it. And uh, that was the that was the moat. Is just running faster than your than the competitors, running much faster, and you don't care where they're at. 
Wow. That's, that's good insights. So if you, if you were to do it all over again, like if you're in that same shoes and you're launching, let's say a copy trading or like some new trading platform or service, how would you build a community differently today than it did back then? Well, um, I mean, I, I, I am advising on several companies uh, that are specifically market building. It's you know, one, of, one of my expertise um, yeah. for, you know, the product that we hope to launch in the future for uh, DeFi um, is going to be more about institutional investors. And um, that's, a, that's a, a bit more of a kind of, you know, uh, targeted market approach. Um, but Can I, you tell I us more about, gonna, about the, uh, the DeFi platform. Yeah. Some of the projects that you're working on. Yeah. So, we, okay. So quantum economics has about 30 analysts on our team at the moment. Uh, you know, each one is, uh, well, well decorated, <laughs> um, industry veteran, uh, and, like yourself. Uh, Correct. Yeah, people like people like me. Um, probably names some of them that you, you'd be familiar with. You can you can see everybody on our about us page. Um, and we do a lot of research, um, groundbreaking research in the crypto market. Uh, you know, everybody says do your own research. So yeah. actually, we 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 do that for you. So you can uh, see most of the stuff that we're producing on Medium uh, on the Quantum Economics Medium page. Um, and it's contemporary stuff regarding, you know, central bank digital currencies and uh, stable coins, uh, the adoption rates of Bitcoin. And um, we, we strive to have, uh, the, actually, we, we do have the very best uh, content from uh, an analytical perspective, uh, because we're always making sure that... Uh, best practices are followed in research and uh, sources of information and things like that. Um, so yeah, we, we've got, we've got quite a, quite a process. Uh, so the research, we have research sponsored by uh, Luna Global, which is a hot wallet a project of uh, Barry Silbert. Familiar. And, and um, we're doing the daily the daily newsletter, as I mentioned. Um, so we also have two spin-off companies of quantum economics, which are founded um, using some of the members of the team and some outside members to collaborate. Uh, the one that I mentioned is uh, Quantum Equity, uh, which is basically um, a DeFi solution for money managers and institutional investors. And, uh, the goal here is that, um, as we know, uh, the bond market, uh, which takes place today, trillions of dollars. Yeah, um, massive. Probably, you know, some 30 to 40% of all allocated capital. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a dead asset class. I mean, you know, and Ray Dalio said it. Yeah. Uh, this is not a secret. Um, people are not earning yield. The government is getting greedy and they're not actually giving people money for lending them money. Uh, they're just giving them like half a percent or, or 1%. And in any case, it's much worse than inflation. So people understand they're that when losing. They're, they're losing yes, money. Exactly. When somebody lends money to the government by buying a bond, they're actually losing money over time and over fist. And institutional money managers realize this. We heard uh, Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank 
I believe he said it best. He was like, well, you know, uh, I, I'm losing money over time and uh, but by buying these bonds and, uh, you know, people savers and people who are, who are who don't want risk uh, need to have some kind of a yield. Yeah. A reward for saving. And the only place they can get that right now is crypto. Uh, so Which he's going to help pave the way for us as far as the regulation is concerned, because he wants to do it for himself and he's an incumbent financial player. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he, you know, he's the kind of guy who's got the strings to do it and he's, and he's certainly not alone. And, uh, the, the members of Congress on both sides of the aisle that are pro crypto is growing by the day. Um, so that, that, that's, so what I'd like to see is, you know, uh, be able to facilitate one percent of that migration, right, from the bond market into DeFi. Then, I'm, then I'll be able to hang that up, please. That's a massive one percent. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> oh, I just one, just one percent, man. That's one. That's all I want. <laughs> but I, no, I want to give people a platform where they can research DeFi. Uh, you know, purchase insurance, audit a smart contract. You know do all those type of you know functionality right within the, right within the platform because what's missing you know the only thing that's missing I and mean, other than, than time is uh is knowledge and um you know i think that they that those um money managers need to feel comfortable with this market and by logic you know they should feel comfortable because you know rather than trusting a, a, a counterparty they just need to trust the code and you know they don't need to be a coder but they can easily hire one in most cases uh to verify what does the smart contract do um you know they're they're not uh apes like us who would just go oh yeah smart contract let's go <laughs> um, you know maddie you know, the way you're describing that is fascinating because it's it's now traders are having to get more smart like they're auditing the smart contracts even on the marketing agency side, because I, you know, I run a marketing agency, we're starting to have to audit code of our um, our clients for that same reason. It's like we have to know better. We know what, who we're getting involved with. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 important in financial services to have a you know a human relationship. Yeah. Um, and I think that that you know goes back to forever, but um, things change. You know, and I don't think that in the future of finance, I mean, well, as we started out the conversation, honestly, everything is now a financial asset. I mean, everything, you, <laughs> me, the, the conversation that we're having kind of be turned into a financial asset. Um, we'll, you know, you're, you can uh, you can make an NFT of your child, and you know, it's, it's, it's like there's no there's no limit to the imagination here. The limit to what can be done so um it, it's very difficult to foresee how this type of thing is gonna is gonna pan out yeah um but uh you know th these are uh these are these are interesting times that we live in and we're gonna um we're gonna uh you know make sure that it's uh it, it's a safe and secure environment for everyone because that's what we need i mean there's so many scams and and rug pulls and everything like yeah. that that how could somebody feel safe i mean think about the 2017 bull run and the difference between that this and the last one is the scams i don't know if you notice on twitter like every time you know somebody puts a post up on uh puts a tweet every time i tweet something 
I'm going to have at least three, four replies that are like totally either fishing or bot activity. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that wasn't there in, in 2017. And it's there now. And it's uh, becoming more and more difficult to, for newcomers to navigate the markets. But, yeah, you know. It's also harder uh, to find authenticity now. Because there's so much of this uh, bad actors in these bots and these phishings going on that it's it's even it's getting harder to to look between look underneath you know all of this buzz. Yeah, but that's exactly why, Maddie. Like we 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 want to build a relationship with you and like have a chat with you because you're at the forefront and the things that you're sharing with our community, like this is the kind of education that. We want to freely distribute and just, you know, educate people what's coming down the pipeline. What, you know, what, what is next in the, you know, crypto trading world? How do these communities live? And you now we always value these chats with you, Maddie, and excited, you know, thank you for sharing that time with us. I know, I know you're short on time, but you know, we have a lot of other topics we can talk about, but you know, we'll keep it, we'll keep it short, sweet here. All right, man. Well, uh, actually I have to say it's been fun. So. Yeah. I appreciate that. Andy, thanks for your time. We'll definitely connect again.